It's time for some hot, hot goss. That's hot uh, This week has been a hellscape on fire, but it's a holiday week and we have some shitty things to discuss in our queer world. And if you're not doing anything else, keep listening. Yes, and we discussed the awful news out of Colorado Springs with the terrorist attack on Club Q and the tragic loss of life due to ignorance, hate, and gun violence. We also talk about Miss Courtney's clapback editorial in the Sydney Morning Herald. Welcome back to Courtney's clapback. And some upbeat and randy DMs to lighten the mood. But damn, hold your queer family close, everybody. Hallelujah, and we love you, and we're grateful for you, and Shangela was robbed. Okay. Can I get a hallelujah? Can I get a hallelujah poll so she can win? M. Oh. M. Mom! with Tati. Tea with Tati. Oh, <laughs> Are you uh, having tiddle- tea with Tati? Titillating tea with Tati. Uh, meeting in the in the Tati room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Under under the shade tree. Um, welcome back for another steaming. Steaming. Piping. Scalding. Scalding. Serving of hot goss. Hot goss. That's hot goss. This, of course, is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, lives. gossip, and politics, Politique. and take a deep dive. Deep dive. Into the DMs. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's get into some uh, hot goss. Hot goss. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound. That's the new sound. Is that the Lawrence? That's the Lawrence <laughs> Chen. We love a Lawrence laugh. Our sister laughing like our mother. Our um, sister laughing like our mother. <laughs> Looking like our father. Oh, no! <laughs> girl, those Scottish girls like to paint hard, honey. They do that little... It's the pixie polite Ellie Diamond, Lawrence Chaney nose, the diamond on the end. They really do like that. They really do. Should we start doing that? <laughs> we'll call ourselves the hag... <laughs> we'll call ourselves the haggis honeys. Um, where in the world are you? Can we check in geographically? I'm just like so, uh, um, I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of course. Okay. Uh, and so we're all just like hoping that, um, it's Wednesday, November 23rd right now. Uh, we're just hoping that we can do the show tonight and like not, you know, die, which is like. Um, the reality, I guess, that we're living in, and I, I didn't start drag because I wanted to be on the front lines of some sort of, you know, political, social, literally like, like a war. Now it's like there's like guns involved and bombs. Like Tulsa's the location where the there's like a a donut place that has advertised some kind of drag event and someone didn't like it. And so they've been repeatedly like firebombed. I don't even know what that is. I guess it's like a Molotov cocktail or something, but these are the things that now we have to think about, um, being a drag queen. Uh, and I don't know. I 
I guess this is what anxiety feels like and what just sort of, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But yeah, that's what I'm doing today. So I'm just hoping I don't die today. I saw the um, the pre-show speech that you gave uh, before your show, and I mm-hmm. agree with everything that you said. Mm-hmm. It's weird because, like, I'm the same. I didn't get into drag to be, like, some sort of leader or, or to be looked to for opinions at all or facts. But um, Well, now then I'm... you're doing a great job of this podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't much. think Thank we've you. delivered a fact once. Um, does anybody still use a fax? <laughs> Uh, it's kind of strange because I feel like as gay people, all of our gifts that we give to the world that we like entertain, we make everything better for the straight people in the world. We do their hair, we make their clothes, we write their music, we put their theater on, we, we create, that's what like gay people do. We create stuff. And I feel like after Shangela losing Dancing with the Stars... I mean, she's used to losing on stuff, and she's good with the underdog thing, but, like, there's no way that that TikToker little girl beat her at all. That is a travesty. Straight people don't deserve us anymore. And I feel like if there was, like, a year without a gay, not just a day, because we need time for their roots to grow in and for the resort where to pass for a year. Uh, It's, like, it sounds like a joke, but, like, if there were no gay people creating, imagine how terrible the world would be. Like, it's what we do. And, like, the fact that when we go into a space to create smiles and laughter and, like, joy for people also comes with now looking for the exits when we're on stage. Yeah. Like, watching watching Queer as Folk, what Stephen Dunn did with um, when the club in New Orleans was attacked in that show, that was just, like, people were like, oh, that's, no, it's too close to Pulse and blah, blah, blah. But that's our reality, and it's still happening. And yeah. it's crazy that the most dangerous thing about going to a drag show now is hoping that it's not, it's not, you don't have to worry about the kids. You got to worry about like a, a crazy radicalized white dude coming in and shooting up the place. Yeah. Because like, I don't, I don't see, I, there was some meme of course, because that's how I get my news. Cause I can't take, you know, anything without a picture. It said gay people aren't shooting up straight nightclubs. Black people aren't shooting up white grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Latinos are not shooting up Walmarts. Jewish people are not shooting up Christian churches. The violence is coming from one demographic. Alt-right radicalized men. Yeah. And they ain't right. Like, I don't understand how us living our lives is hurting anybody. But they just want, I don't know. People fear what they don't know. And maybe because they they were told growing up these pastors from sermons saying they wanted to break a boy's nails who was wearing or break a boy's hands who was wearing nail polish did you see that there was some pastor giving a speech talk saying i saw nail polish on this boy's fingers and i wanted to break his hand mm-hmm. and like the guy who that shot up the q night club in colorado springs that we both performed at his grandfather is a san diego politician a maga guy of course Mm-hmm. Like apple tree, we see where this is going. Mm-hmm. A few, I it's, I it's it when you have like no idea what to do, and then you just go on autopilot and you keep doing shows, and you just hope not to get killed and stuff. It's yeah. One one of the one of the victims of the Q nightclub thing survived Pulse. It's crazy to think that they would have to deal with two things like that in their lifetime. Yeah. And um, 
the thing that I'm thankful for is that I'm alive right now. You know, if you're listening to this, I guess it's the day after Thanksgiving, you know, and there's a whole nother problem. What about the white people that stole all the land from all the, like, there's so many things that I just feel guilty about just for like existing as a, as someone who has caucasity and like all the shit that like people that look like me are doing to the world to ruin it. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm watching The Crown, and I'm feeling sorry for everybody who's British. Mama Rue, I'm going to snatch The Crown. <laughs> in the first one, episode one. I was safe. Episode two, I was in the bottom. Episode three, I was safe. Forget. Episode four. four. <laughs> Bailey J. Mills will put a smile on your face. She is a drag artist in England who looks kind of like if Velma and Scooby or Shaggy had a baby. Oh, okay. Wait. She's Scooby. Scooby's a dog. Yeah. I know. I I said what so, I said. Okay. I said what I said. Okay. Uh, she's very entertaining. She's a lovely, lovely gal, and I love watching her perform. She's got this Twitter up now where she basically does every girl's RuPaul verse. Yeah. And so it's funny. very funny if you need a laugh. Um, uh, it's so funny because we were literally just talking about that and yeah, the sort of. The, the pitfalls of writing or of a song verse on a uh, on a RuPaul challenge. I, I think I think calling them song verses is um, reaching enough that you would want to make sure that you're stretched before. Um, I think calling them I think calling them ditties is oh, more than generous. More than generous. Calling them ditties. Oh, a ditty. Okay. A little ditty. And if they're good, they could be a ditty bop. But okay. until then, they're just ditties. Well, I, I L- see look, a, diddy do it. Ain't it diddy? I <laughs> see a couple of ditties here on the new Canada versus the World artwork. Oh, uh, you know these... we love a new podcast artwork. Uh huh, baby. These look like girls who just got their Z cards. They just got signed to a new agency. They just had new digitals taken. Um, they're beautiful disco dolls. They're going one on looks those like Z's. very much so. Um, I think the one on the right is a direct book only. She's offer only, and the, the one the one on the left she looks like uh, she's she's like this. Oh, it's, she's giving white Donna Summer is what she's giving. Okay. It's everything. Donna Winter. I love it. Donna Winter. Um, it's Donna red as white. <laughs> she still is too, bitch. Um, she has an acrylic nail. She is walking in the day. A center part wig, which only the true beauties can do. Well. And uh, a ruffle coat. I've never seen a drag queen in a coat like this. This is crazy. I was basing it off of what some of the girls did. Uh, Shumada girls? Shumada girls. Um, <laughs> you mean a third of the cast. That's what you mean when you say some. A well, third of the cast. They wore a ruffle coat. No, the, a, thir- the they, a third of them. A third of them wore like the disco Mackie beaded dripping dress. A third really? of them. A full I third. Lost my nail in the dripping dress. <laughs> <laughs> but she will turn it out. <laughs> Stay where you are and turn it out. Now you mentioned Shangela, um, yeah. and I don't, I don't consider her to have lost Dancing with the Stars. She no. just because to me, 
she won. But you know what? Um, sometimes robberies happen at the very end. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, she got the same amount of episodes as that Charlie girl did. So her, her, and I think we know whose talent shown the brightest. Honey, mama, honey. we know. Baby, I needed sunglasses just to watch it in England because Shangela fucking turned the party and then Ganja and Eureka showed up to shut it down. Had three to. split, three splits in tandem. Had Baby. To. And she went ahead and put her dance partner up in drag. Uh-huh. Well, did she do it or did Luscious? Well, someone did. The, the drag was applied by the a drag team was of technicians. Applied. I did what is uh-huh. Do you yes. think Shangela does her own makeup anymore? The girl No. She shouldn't she have been shows, doing it to start with, girl. Oh, my God. She shows a clean face. <laughs> she looks so great. She and looks this was just such so a great, great showcase. Just killing it. Mama. Uh, it had everything. The silver tearaway coat that just mm-hmm. went, you know, 20 feet each direction. And then tore what Mama. I'm mm-hmm. so happy for her. She is. She is such an icon and such a, I don't know, she's she's just, she stands up for our community in so many ways and has yeah. always been fucking incredible and a professional. I mean, Disney Plus just couldn't take it and they weren't ready and we get why. And it's because straight people are afraid of us because they can't take it. And if you're listening and you're straight, thank you for listening. We're not talking about you, obviously. And if you have kids, please indoctrinate them with the gays early. We're not here to hurt you. We're here to help. Not that we should have to have any reason to exist, but, you know, we do help everything that we're involved with usually. Other than serial killing. But that was just Jeffrey Dahmer. Or podcasting. Um, (laughs) Which, uh, well, we have a rainbow spotlight that we would love to um, mention before we go to break. And it's called You Can't Erase Us. By Devorah Maya. So let's take a listen and we'll be right back. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. 
every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My... Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. And then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature pre Premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 drag 50. and use code drag50 drag 50. to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Drag, drag 50. 50 at slash drag 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. We are back. Uh, I don't know why. You think Candace Cameron was so pretty when when we were when I was watching like TGIF as a kid. I used to think her Cameron was pretty. Oh. Um, but now Candace Cameron Bure, I don't know how you say her last name. Mm-hmm. She is in the news for other reasons <laughs> besides her looks. Um, because she used to do all these Hallmark movies. And now that Hallmark is allowing uh, homosexuality to infiltrate the network, she has taken her and her chassis over to the Great American Family Network, suggesting that the Hallmark Network um, was passe for her because her new network would focus on highlighting traditional marriage instead of depicting gay marriage as well. I just. Girl, fuck off. Go fuck. I just... Like, why? Why why, why advertise that you're intolerant and not okay with change and people just living their lives? Well, why I'm sure, advertise? 
I'm sure Great American Family Network, Gaffin. Uh, I'm sure that Gaffin will be a huge smash hit. Sure. You know, you know what we should do with the Gaffin. We should give it a Gaffin and redo her first movie with all drag queens and let her see it and uh, show her how horrible her reality is. I don't think she would watch it. Oh, I don't need her to watch it, but I need her to know that we made it because we're more relevant than this bitch. More it's, people. I mean, girl. not that it's a battle, but like more people care about drag and us than her middle of the road, milk toast, fucking. Uh, what's that shit called that the Magnolia people put on all the beadboard walls? With uh, sagey Target homeware. I can't with this bitch. Like, why advertise that, like, no, I don't like that. Just shut the fuck up. It's, you're, you're, sta well, you're standing to sells. alienate. I don't understand why, al why showing that you're intolerant and alienating people would be a, a path that someone would take. Just shut the fuck up. If you don't like it, it's not for you, obviously. Like Quentin Tarantino movies. If you don't like it, the movie's not for you. Not every movie is for everybody, you know? It's so wild that we're back here. This, I mean, it feels very much like when I was first starting drag in, like, 2000 fucking, I don't know. Well, thank God it doesn't look like it anymore, because I don't know if we'd be on a Zoom call. <laughs> it doesn't. I might ask you, I might ask you to shut your video off. It doesn't look all that different, unfortunately. But, uh, no, I just, I, I, I can't believe that these, that... That just the fact that like I don't know just just being gay is so, such so egregious and so offensive to people. It's it's really it it hurts my soul and it makes me fucking exhausted. Honestly, it's like girl, fuck yeah. girl. I, um, uh, next fucking topic. Um, Black Panther. Have you seen it yet? Oh yeah, I went and saw me it in four four D. And four D. Oh yeah, girl, four D. How's that work? That's when you bring a date, <laughs> and you put the you put the glasses on his dick. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's one of those like roller coaster seats, and it spits water at you, and then puffs air really? from behind. Oh yeah, it's at the the, oh. the sin of you in Leicester Square over here. It was so fun. It was rocking. I had to uncross my legs and put two feet on my little footrest because I almost got bounced out of the seat. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I said, I did not know this would be this interactive. And then I had to shut the water off because it was getting moist. We should do Race Chaser Live in 4D. Oh, I yeah. How. I don't we'll, know how, but we'll we get, should do it. We'll get Nick Laughlin and all of his faggot friends to sit under everybody's chairs and throw stuff up <laughs> at him and gra ah! grab the two back legs and just shake it. Oh, yes. It'll It'll be great. Um, the movie is wonderful. Go see it. It made me cry, literally. Oh, yeah, mama. I I openly wept. And I... Um, adding I, to the moisture. Adding. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then I actually had a moment where I, like, clapped alone in my hotel room when I watched Amy Schneider win the Jeopardy! Tournament of Champions. Did you see mama. that, too? This? Of course she did. She's the best fucking one out there. She's so smart. She won $250,000 on Monday night after besting her opponents in three games 
And it didn't look that hard, honestly, for her. And she said, I feel amazing. Earlier in the finals, I had the sudden moment of seeing myself and being like, I'm on stage in the Tournament of Champions finals. And that was crazy. And then I won. It was a great feeling. <laughs> She's just the smartest one out there. It's and, really that simple. And honestly, one of the nicest, too, when um, y- when you slash Meatball and I won our Queer Tea, our second Queer Tea Award, we were, um, we were privileged enough to meet Amy, and we were telling her, girl, you need to get on Wheel of Fortune, Price is Right, and show them motherfuckers what's up. Like, let's do every game show now. Cupcake Wars, honey. Let's do it. She's the nicest lady, and... Um, just so smart, but not like full of herself at all. You know how some smart people can be. She's amazing. I'm very ha- happy for her. Should we um, get into the political part of our podcast, the Polypod? Yes, let's do this segment, which is called Let's, let's get, get Political. 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 I want to get, get political. political. Let me stop the Drop the octave. Oh. Oh, yeah. She took the option down, honey. Um, in Australia, a politician oh, came wood, for our... Sorry, s- our mistake. Courtney, take your take break. Take your break. I work hard for my best clientele. clientele. It's a gift from me to Al. Um, somebody came for our friend Courtney while she was taking her break at a yoga retreat where she was quiet, which, uh, honey, everybody's ears was thankful for. Um, and she came back and found out that they were using her as some politician was using her as a grooming example. And then these other politicians were like, no, 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 that's an insult to grooming. And Courtney didn't do that. And this is actually about a book about a girl wanting to wear pants, which is not revolutionary. Catherine Hepburn made this clear that everybody could wear pants in the 1930s. Um, And this is crazy because it's happening in Australia, the same shit that's happening over here. And it's, uh, once again, white men being afraid of anything that's different. Um, Courtney said, last Sunday, I emerged from a blissful 10-day silent meditation retreat to learn I'd been brought up in a Senate estimates hearing. Liberal Senator Alex Antic held up an image of me reading a children's book on ABC's Kids Play School Storytime. He asked David Anderson, the ABC managing director, why is the ABC grooming children with this sort of adult content? This is crazy to me because the ABC is like the BBC for Australia and Alex Antic is up to some fucking antics accusing Courtney of doing of it's just inane to me that they would go to this length to to try to make a point like oh this is what they do they try to say oh your children are in danger do you yeah. want us to le- do you want them to learn about gay marriage and gender at an early age is that okay, sexualizing them? It's like, is it okay to send these kids to church? Because what about all them pastors that have been uh, playing grab ass with the boys, mostly? Like, they're all still in their diocese, or they just get moved around. Baltimore, I found out that there are, like, 160 to 600 new cases of, like, some, or it's something like 160 priests, and there's been 600 reported victims in Baltimore around these dioceses of priests that just keep moving around. It's like musical chairs for these pedophiles. And it's crazy. Yeah. And it was this, it's, it's something that 
Courtney was a little hesitant to even like write an article about it, but I'm really glad that she did mm -hmm. because first of all, Courtney is extremely good at sort of really boiling down a topic and speaking to the truth of it very calmly and very like sensibly. Mm -hmm. um, and so she did just that. And this article is really good. If you haven't read it, um, definitely take a second to do so. Um, and she didn't wear the Mari. Is, she did. And she put on a good hat for it. She said, I'm going to wear uh, long hair. Human. Make my point. But she she speaks to the fact that this term, you know, grooming is thrown around a lot as a sort of buzzword. And it's it's thrown around in the U.S. and now, you know, around the world um, in order to discredit liberal people or Democrats or whatever and sort of lump them in with this greater fear of, you know, child, you know, child abuse. Mm -hmm. And so, um, which they've been so doing for years. Well, she does a great job of really just explaining what is going on and how fucked up that is. And we've further seen that like this rhetoric of saying, you know, uh, queer people are, you know, child abusers. And if you keep saying that and you keep saying that, then you radicalize people to go out there and blow something up or shoot somebody. And, and that's the, that's the real danger that they're creating by doing this, which is it's horrible and it's fucking unthinkable that it's gotten to that point. But that's, that's why, you know, that's why that shit needs to stop. I mean, so we, we thank you, Corbelina. Thank for you, Courtney. Getting political for us. We appreciate it. Um, should we take a break? I think you want to see me take a break. You want to see me take, a break. See me take a break? Well, we'll take a break on that. Continuing what we were talking about, did you know that in our lifetime, California had a vote on banning gay teachers. Like, Girl. if uh, we don't even have the kids and we're trying to help your kids and educate them for the future and you didn't want us teaching then, like, it's, it's, how, how long, how long are we going to have to be attacked just for being us? I just don't get just it. Just to be alive. It's crazy. I um, mean, it just, it, it really, like, it really takes a toll because I don't know. I mean, I guess I never fully forgot, but I guess I got, you know, I don't know. I guess I got used to like being treated like a person. And so now to be like reminded every day, like on the news, like, and just walking around, like we're on tour, you know, through the middle of the country right now, mm -hmm. just like walking around. I'm like, I don't even want to go outside. Because I'm like, people are going to think that, um, I don't know, people are going to, I don't know. I think that it's, it's crazy. It, it, it takes a, it takes a toll to be told that like you are less, less than or that you're, you're bad just for being who the fuck you are. And, and it's, like, it's fucked up. 
even when people aren't saying that, but they're in your family and they're voting for Trump or Republicans, and then they're trying to explain it to you and say, oh, no, it's not you, though, and blah, 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 blah. Well, it it's is, just doll. like it is, though. And I I've been going by something. Both my parents are Democrats, thankfully. Um, it wasn't always the case, but now they are, and I'm thankful for it. But like, there's other people in my family that aren't, and I just keep telling myself that my blood, my bloodline is not worth my peace of mind. And mm -hmm. like, if I, if I have to like not associate for a while, that's what I have to do, and it sucks. But like, the people that a lot of Americans voted for, the Republican Party, they emboldened the people that have been killing gay people and minority people and all these crazy gunmen people, they, that's the reason these people feel like it's okay to do it because they've been told by people in power, the white supremacists and these radical MAGA assholes that this is what's gonna happen. Like, and this is how we're gonna get back the power, eliminate anybody that's different from us. And it's, it's really sad. Um, Everybody knows about the Club Q shooting in Colorado Springs, and we would like to take a moment as podcasters to honor the people that were murdered. There was Derek Rump. They were 38. Daniel Aston, 28. Kelly Loving was 40. And Kelly, I believe, is the person that was also there for Pulse. Um, Raymond Green Vance was 22, and Ashley Green Paw was 35. And it's... Um, we heard a lot about somebody who was uh, in a high heel that was stomping on the shooter's face. And it's been reposted a lot that she was a drag queen, but she's actually a trans woman. And we wanted to correct that. It was an innocent mistake that the man, Richard Fierro, who stopped the shooter also made, saying it was a drag queen, I think. But uh, he was there with his wife and his daughter and his friends on Saturday being entertained, watching a drag show when there was just sudden gunfire ripping across the nightclub and he used his army training as a major, according to the military records, um, to charge the gunman through the chaos of the club and tackling him and beating him bloody with the gunman's own gun. And um, then this woman decided to take her shoes and put them all over the man's face and bloody him up even more. And I don't wish for people to die, but like, I hope this guy doesn't make it out of the hospital. Yes, and uh, because there's no Del punishment enough. Delusional took to Twitter to uh, clarify the situation, and she was and there. She says the one who saved my life and stomped the shooter's face in was not a drag queen. She is a trans woman. Let's not call trans women drag queens during this time of grieving over a transphobic attack. I also want to make it clear, I don't think Richard knew that she's not a drag performer, but now that we know, let's correct it. Um, so, I mean, this is, I, it's, it's, um, it's unspeakable and it's, it's so horrible that this is what the reality is. Uh, yeah. Club Q is a great club. I don't, I'm pretty sure you probably worked there if I've worked there. Um, it's in beautiful Colorado Springs. I remember partying there with my friend Kylie and having a great time. I think I was there for a pride. And it was just like, you know, one of those gigs where you're like, I'll come back here anytime. Yeah, 
this was great. It was that yeah. kind of bar. And what can we do moving forward? <sighs> Shit, I don't even know. Are, are we like asking ourselves these questions? Like, do we need metal detectors at clubs? But if there's a gunman at a club, won't he just shoot that through and come through? Like, I don't even know. The 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 security guys at precinct, they were bulletproof vest stippers said outside. It's crazy that you'd have to I don't know. Where do where do we even go from this? Do they want to scare us like back into the shadows? Because we're already like behind closed doors in a club trying to just be ourselves and then they come into our space. We weren't even doing anything. They weren't even doing anything. There were straight people in there. Like yeah, and it's, and it's not going to chase anyone back into the shadows because, I mean, our community has been dealing with this for forever, since, since time began. And the difference now is that, uh, well, I mean, it's not that different. It's actually the same thing. But we've always been good at organizing and we've always been good at uh, communicating and banding together and doing what we have to do. So I know that for tonight, uh, we are going to identify an escape route, an emergency place to, well, first of all, to get out of the building, and then also a meeting place that is not the bus, and that is like, like outside of the venue, so that if, we have to get out and escape. We know how to do that. Uh, I think that's something we are going to see uh, more of is heightened security in queer spaces. Uh, which, okay, I mean, what, what actually has to happen is, is not it's not that it needs to be, you know, common sense gun legislation in this country. And I don't know how many, you know, I mean, the uh, two days after the massacre at Q, there was another massacre well, at a Walmart in West Virginia. And, yep. and by the time this comes out, who knows, who knows what else, but, this is a growing issue that I, I don't think metal detectors and and bulletproof vests are going to be the solution. I think it's got to be, we can't have this access to guns, murder devices. So, uh, and we're so the only accessible. country. We're the only country. Yeah. I mean, we see all these graphs that list other countries that are similar to America, like, and all of them have like a little tiny, tiny, tiny thing. And then America's just like a giant pie wedge of all the shootings. Because for some reason, Madison's militia and the whole Second Amendment, people are were going crazy for it. Madison's militia is a book that talks about why the Second Amendment actually happened. And, um, and it's an interesting thing to read. Uh, it's, it's nuts that we're looked at as like, the place to go for people to fulfill their dreams and go to America and all this kind of stuff. Like American tale fivels goes West, but mm -hmm. then there's all these guns and AK 47s and all this shit there. Like 
I just don't understand why anybody would ever need a semi-automatic rifle. If <laughs> ever, ever. Yeah, no. I mean that that is what has got to change and um our podcast like feels like it should be called like what's here to depress us this week. Yeah. But hopefully we'll have good news in the next segment. Um maybe so we can So why talk. don't we go ahead and uh take a break? We'll talk about some drag queens. This is the moment. This is the moment. Oh, we have good news. Aria B. Cassidyne won EOI California. Doing yes. doing her talent was Aida. This is the moment. Singing live. Singing live. She's that girl. And she sounded so lovely and I'm so happy for her. So beautiful. So beautiful. Congratulations. I don't think it was EOI. I thought it was Gay America. Maybe, yeah. One of them. One of them pages. It was yeah. a big one. They and don't. Do, they don't do California EOI after Shangela won it. I guess Shangela winning something put a curse on it. <laughs> also, Aurora Sexton showed up as a bird, and I was just a, a bird wo bird woman. She give bird was, bird brain. What'd she it do? It was like zoobily zoo, but hot. Okay. I love it. Okay. She was she was incredible. Definitely look up her okay. performance. Congratulations to Aria. And this, of course, is the segment where we go spelunking, spelunking, unking, unking, deep, deep inside. inside the DMs. This first message comes from Joni, or Yoni. Hi, divas. Love your pod. Hope you win. This weekend, I went down to Vegas to see the Drag Race live show with about 100 milligrams of edibles in my system. <laughs> I headed toward the Flamingo for my photo of the dolls on their billboard. However, as I arrived, I was shocked, confronted with some of the worst signage I've ever seen in my entire life, as pictured below. Why are the drag queens in the dark? Who is in charge of lighting these girls and who hurt them? Do you, do they know, do they know that what has been left in the dark will always be brought to the light? The actual yeah. show is incredible. Kahana, Yara, Naomi, Asia, with about 50 costume changes. Coco and Latrice. Every single of them, talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular. The dolls delivered. The billboard design team did not. And this beauty deserves to be illuminated for the entire strip. Give her her super trooper. Anyway, want, 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 Yoni66. Uh, she includes a picture of the billboard, which is terribly lit. Um, oh, these, not lit. It's not lit at all. There's not... There's not a, fl a floodlight, a cannon. There's nothing nowhere. Now, these yeah. girls these girls are on an LED sign, though, at the casino, though. I know that. They were when I was there earlier this year. But this billboard is a travesty. The fact that they make all of this money for World of Wonder and the Flamingo, and this is the advertisement that they give. Plus, none of the girls from this billboard, other than Naomi are still in the show. Okay. Update the fucking photos. It's not a Dropbox link that so you can just like send. Dream girls, you have to do a, a photo shoot periodically. You do. You know. All you, you have to do, do is dream. All you have to do is dream. 
Now, I'm, uh, I'm not in Los yeah. Angeles at the moment. So if you're in Los Angeles, just go by World of Wonder and put a post-it on the door saying, hey, your Booger Boots billboard in Vegas is not sufficient for the dolls that you're making the dollars off of. You can't spell dollar without doll. We've said this many times, and they need to do right by the girls. This isn't about coach purses anymore. This is about the girls that you have out there doing your brand work and representing you. So don't do them dirty and light the bitches. Baby love to dance in the dark, but these girls should not have a sign in the dark. <laughs> uh, Speaking of we, signage. Yeah, let's talk about some signage. This is a message from N. Dearest Willem, Alaska, Big Dip, an esteemed guest. Long-time listener, first-time caller, all the way from the UK. My boyfriend recently moved to Hull for university. When I visit him, I always am overjoyed to be greeted by his giant billboard of Alaska in the station. She has become a permanent fixture, and the sight of Alaska more than makes up for the long-ass train journey. Did Alaska give permission? Please don't send a cease and desist. I've always... I've also attached some pics for priority boarding. Mm-hmm. Yours always N on a mouse. Sorry, I work in politics. Oh, N on a mouse. I get it. Oh, I get it. I was like, get off that mouse. So the dick is... Oh, there's a picture of me. There is. It's beautiful. It's up on like one of those things that hangs on um, like the side of a building or a light post. Yeah. Uh, do you know when you wore this lilac trash bag gown at some event in England and someone took your picture? I don't think it's... I don't think it's a trash bag. I think that's actually fabric, but it's like a shimmery fabric, I think. Or is it trash bag? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's beautiful. I don't know. I've I've worn a lot of trash bags in my life, but how amazing that uh, they're, I don't know, advertising the University of Hull. I guess I did a show there at one point. I have amnesia, and I don't remember anything. Um, but this dick is a dick to remember. Oh, honey, the veining? Um, you can tell the circulation is 100%. Um, there is plant life in the background. Uh, the there, the windows have actual window coverings, not a sheet tacked to a wall. This is an adult member. And I would like to give it props with my face. And I like the, I like the pube um, sort of smattering. It's... It seems to be, uh, you know, um, tailored, uh, but not, like, shorn and not, like, aggressively. Like, very gradually. Are you saying it? Of. Are you saying it's tailored tamed? Yeah. yeah Tailored yeah. to oh. my pubes! Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I really think that England does respect drag queens a lot more Wait, than a lot. Wait, there's an ass. Oh, where? If you scroll down. Oh, in an olive green jock, he's doing a little over the shoulder moment, saying is peekaboo. That olive green? Mm. Or is that a um a moss green? It's, it it may be a moss. It's there's there's Cake no moss. moss on there's no moss on site because a, that rolling hole ga- gathers no moss, I'm sure. Take a train to work see in the man. Politics. Gossip and politics. Teeks, honey. Um, well, thank you, and thank long you. live this billboard. I had no idea this was there. That's really, really cute. I love it. I love representations of me anywhere, so thanks. This next message comes from 
B, it says, Hello, legends. I'm writing to you today because, gals, I am lost. You've been huge beacons of inspiration throughout my adult life, especially during the pandemic. I thought maybe it was time to write in and get y'all's take. I've we been love a- giving life advice. Yeah, we're great at it. Look at our... <laughs> anyway, I've been in my perf- I've been a performer my whole life and have had a good run of it so far. However, ever since the pandemic began, I feel like I've hit the skids hard. I don't enjoy auditioning anymore, mostly out of boredom. I used to be super creative. I used to write, do drag, perform at open mics and cabarets, but I don't feel like I even have an ounce of creative juice in my body anymore. I've waited tables between gigs for decades and just can't do it anymore. Horrible guests, discrimination, addiction, harassment, you name it. I've seen it or experienced it over the past 18 months. I recently earned my master's degree and it had been my dream to become a teacher since I was a teenager. It really felt like my calling and I'm good at it too. And yet there have seemed been no teaching jobs available that pay a living wage post-pandemic. I've been laid off from the last couple of paces I've worked due to low enrollment. I've tried to build my own teaching coaching business, but have struggled in that super saturated market. I've become super depressed. I can't afford therapy and I'm no longer taking good care of myself. All the reasons why I haven't booked any of the 160 auditions I've turned in this year. I want a career. Success to me is being a self-sufficient badass who feels like they're being utilized in service of something, whether that's in the telling of a story or making something better at what they love doing. But after years of working my ass off for any opportunity, I feel like I have nothing to show for it and I'm burnout. I'm tired of feeling so unremarkable when I know I'm a fucking incredible person with too much to offer. My question is, how should I move forward? What would you do? How would you figure out, based on what unique, incredible skills you have to offer, what kind of new path to pursue? You all are incredibly inspiring to me because you found your niche and built your own path, and I want to figure out how to do that. I feel like it's time for a career change, but I've been researching, applying to things, talking to people for months, and I haven't gotten anywhere. Anyway, here's a picture of my cock. See, I told you I had a lot to offer. (laughs) They ain't wrong. Uh, The sheets are clean. Uh, I saw the sheets and they were clean. Mm -hmm. The walls are a sky blue. Mm -hmm. Almost a Windsor blue. um, Windsor. mm -hmm. The dick curves slightly to the left. Uh huh. Somebody's been saying, "How are you doing?" Yanking on that from from the east, honey. Um, Hail to the watchtowers of the east. Honey. Of the beast. I. My um, best, my best advice I could give is um, talk to Courtney. <laughs> Honestly, because she gives great advice, and she'll probably she'll probably tell you what will actually be helpful. I would say make a money make money off that dick if you can, but I don't know if that'll because if I had that, baby, I I don't even know if I'd ever put on a wig. Well, certainly not a bank that, piece. Um, that is that's always an option. I mean, the the point I think the main thing here to remember is that uh, nothing is going to be instantaneous, and we, in the age of you know smartphones and social media, we want we want instant gratification and we, we want to be an overnight success right now, but no one who is seemingly an overnight success actually happened overnight. It comes from doing a lot of small steps and building a lot of blocks and, and failing and trying stuff that doesn't work. 
So, I mean, I would say start small and just, I don't know, do something. It sounds like you have a wide range of interests. Do do something. Go do an open mic. Go go out and drag because nothing is going to move or start to change and shift unless you do something. And sometimes that means doing shit that you don't want to do that you're not fucking motivated to do. Yep. That you fucking don't feel like doing. Yep. But pushing yourself to do little things will start to like move shit and at least start to show you, I don't know, a little more of this direction, a little less of that direction. Yeah, and I do feel But it. your dick wants to go that direction. And that's mm-hmm. great. The market is definitely saturated for sure, especially with coaches and teachers, because a lot of actors become coaches and teachers for other people and audition coaches and everything and people that Yeah, it's a glutted market. And I've kept track of every audition and every job I've ever gone on. And there have been way more no's than there have been yeses. So if you're not ready to hear no a lot, I heard no for a year straight. I didn't work for a year straight after Nip Tuck was on. And that was like five episodes of television I was on of the most popular cable show at the time on FX and all cable. Nip Tuck was number one. And I didn't work for a year. And it wasn't for lack of trying or lack of auditioning. So sometimes it's just those are the breaks and you have to learn to create your own breaks. This podcast we stumbled on because we were drug addled leaving a festival. You know, we're, we're, not, we're not geniuses here, but we found something that worked. And once you do the same and you figure out that um, if you do what you love, it will feel like less work or it won't ever feel like work. That kind of thing. That's what I would engender you to look into a little bit more and it started from something that we didn't particularly want to do because we were waiting in a very long line it was a very unpleasant experience to be stuck in a line in a, in a vehicle that wasn't moving for like i don't know eight hours yeah long mm-hmm. time but born out of that was something that was pretty great i think i think it's great too i look forward to to podcasting every week because I get to talk to my friend about my favorite thing on earth, which is drag, which has given me every opportunity in life. And you know what? Maybe you should make an audition tape for drag race in every country that they have it. Just overdub it Mm. in that language and submit it. Maybe they'll think you're funny. And wouldn't it be great to have someone who doesn't speak Spanish on drag race Espana? Just out, fish sure. out of water, fish out of water, walking in there with a Duolingo, fresh, trying to learn the language. Do something crazy. See where it gets exactly. you. Exactly. We're gonna take well, a break. We want to. We want to thank you so much for listening to Hot, hot Goss. That's hot goss. And a special thank you to our Mom Plus subscribers who experienced no snafus listening to this episode ad-free behind the good pussy paywall. And a special hello to Michelle J. Michelle J. And Clint R. Clint R. We know you're listening and we thank you. Yes. No ads for you. No ads. Uh, fa- no, no ads here, honey. Uh... <laughs> Uh, follow us on Instagram at Willem at the only Alaska 5000 at Race Chase Prod and at Mom Podcast. And please um, stay safe, everyone out there. And we will be yes. back next week with more steaming, piping, scolding, serving of the hot <laughs> I can't with Laurie.
To listen to Race Chaser ad-free, sign up for MomPlus at mompodcast.plus. Race Chaser is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Alaskan Willem. And produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is by Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. <laughs>